hanging around downtown by myself and I've had so much time to sit and think about myself and then there she was like double cherry pie yeah there she was like disco superfly I smell sex and candy yeah who's that lounging in my chair who's that casting devious stares in my direction mama this surely is a dream yeah yeah mama this surely is a dream hanging round downtown by myself and I've had too much caffeine and I was thinking about myself and then there she was in platform double suede yeah there she was like disco lemonade I smell sex and candy yeah who's that lounging in my chair who's that casting devious stares in my direction mama this surely is a dream yeah yeah mama this surely is a dream yeah yeah mama this surely is a dream yeah yeah mama this must be my dream That was nice that I got to talk through that one, eh? Why don't we just hit the theme song, fellas, and get this thing rolling? Oh. Considering I didn't tape that whole song, it stopped recording. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Welcome, 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 everybody. We are live from the Dutch Hall, coming to you from uh, Pine Grove, Ontario, Canada's only late-night talk show. And we are the best uh, podcast ever to come out of a pool shed in Pine Grove because we have the best podcast, or the best band in podcast history, I should say, the Nocturnal Emissions, who cannot be seen on camera right now. I don't know what I did wrong here, folks. It is really getting to be... Uh, something else. This is what oh. the nocturnal emissions look like, but I don't know how to make it not look like that. Uh, I really wish it didn't look like that, but it does. And the nocturnal emissions this week are comprised of Steve the Reluctant German on lead guitar. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Yes. Hey. It's comprised of on the bass. The balls of the nocturnal emissions this week. Our band leader, Michael Bow, is here. Yeah. And beside him is, uh, you know, he's the guy that writes the music for the show. Hello. He's the diva. He's the rooster. 
He's Diamond Dave Charters. He's here, everybody. Let's hear it for him. Hello, everybody. And, uh, you know, this week we have a super fan and a guest drummer uh, remaining or uh, wanting to be taken off of. Uh, it's a Zoom, Jane. It's a Zoom. Please leave it alone. Please leave it alone. I'm begging you with everything I have in me to leave it alone. Please stop touching it. Just one. And then. Uh, never said that before ever. Please stop touching it. Yeah, I never did. But Rick from Woodstock is here, everyone. Yeah. It's a setting on my. And uh, this week we just came from uh, New Limbrick Brewery for a comedy show that was a real success actually in Norfolk County. And we got four of the comics that came from that show here tonight. We're happy to have two regulars back on the show. Joe Batello, everyone, is here. And returning to life from the Dutch Hall, I think for your third time, right? Is AJ Bate is here, everyone. Fourth, fourth time. And two newbies to the uh, Dutch Hall today. We have uh, two new friends. Dylan Scott and James McVicker are here, everyone. And our bartender tonight is another uh, great uh, supporter of the show, and he's filling in I for try. filling in for my brother. It's our good friend Derek the Beef Van Hooten. And, All right. and I and I am the host of the show. Two time President's Club Award winner, Pete Van Dyke. Yay! Oh. Yes, this is really, this is really getting to be frustrating for me. What I'm going to try to do is one quick thing, actually, Jane. With if you could help me here, if you could just go to the uh, cords that are coming out of that camera that are by the computer and just unplug them and plug them back in again, that would be great. Good call. Uh, down. The blue one. It's red and blue, and then you oh, just take yeah. those red and blue ones and you unplug them and you plug them back in. Yeah, right there. Yeah, right. Yeah, right there. there. Yep. You'll yep. be able no. to do it. No, you had it. You had it. Yep. The blue one right there. Down, it's blue. It's there blue and red. Perfect. This is going to be. Exp- yeah, unplug it, please. Unplug, unplug it. The red one, just pull it. Pull. There oh, you go. Yeah. Plug it back in. There you go. Look at that. Oh, uh, yeah. And it still sucks. still sucks. So t- unplug that one, which is twist, and then plug it back in. See that? Anyways, we have a great show here tonight Beauty. while Jane works on this. <laughs> if she, You just twist and pull. Steve, if you want to get up and show her, it would be great. It's wouldn't, just a simple twist and pull. It wouldn't be and a uh, show without some technical difficulties. <laughs> it's awful technical difficulties. All I try to do is go to do a one-shot for you guys to show it to you, and then somehow I touched the button and everything went screwy. So this is what fucking happens in the new year, right? Yeah. Just going to video and really fucking it up. Yeah, really screwing up our cameras. It's just not working for some reason. It's on a super super nothing. zoom. It did nothing to unplug it. Anyways. Steve, it's pointing like up here, so maybe it's got an angle down. They don't need to see. It us. doesn't matter. It's it's it's, it's, it's too it's zoomed in. Zoomed in. Uh, let's just. Point anyways, we're just gonna space. have to, we're gonna have to just make do yeah, with this shit because yeah. I can't work on this and do a show at the same time. And we're live on Facebook Live, everyone. So we're gonna have to fucking put up with a shitty camera of the band. It's an audio show. It's an audio <laughs> show. Yeah, deal with it. Yeah. So we did come back. Uh, we did come back from a, a big show in Norfolk County with the boys here. And uh, I think everyone went really well. It seemed like it went, it went well. The Nocturnal Emissions even showed up. Charters was the first one there. Non-committal as always. Non-committal as always, Charters. The early bird. But you got there nonetheless. Well, I knew I had a busy night. I had to coach a big hockey practice tonight. And yeah. uh, luckily they changed the time to an hour earlier. So I uh, got that out of the way and then head right over to New Limburg in uh, Nixon, if you know where it is. Where dreams are made of. Did you fly there? I flew there in my... 
2018 Corolla. But there is an airport in Nixon, that's all. Oh, no, I didn't use the airport. You didn't lose? Actually, you know what? Mayor, the former mayor of our of our uh, uh, county, Trevally. Trevally. He he uh, made mention. He's he's he follows me on Twitter. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and he was really impressed that we were playing in the in Nixon, which is the only airport in Norfolk County, I believe, that anymore. I don't think I went to Simcoe or not, but I believe Nixon is our really international hub to the rest of the world. And uh, we really proved it tonight, eh? We rocked it. When I headlined Nixon, you know, I was like really trying to keep the. Uh, you know, the excitement in order because, you know, I hit the big time. You know, when you're headlining Nixon, what's next? Rattlesnake Harbor? Zahaba. <laughs> yeah. I might be playing uh, Villanova next. Las oh, Vegas, yeah. baby. The Waltzingham? <laughs> the Waltzingham, the dancing the pig dancing. of uh, of of uh, where the uh, – maybe, maybe Frogmore next. No. Down by the lake. I don't know. I think i got to speak German to play there. Mm. Ugh. Yeah? I don't, Steve will have to talk. Yeah, he'll have to come. Yeah, Steve's been real tight-lipped about his German heritage since we went to video. <laughs> you have nothing to worry about, Steve. You're not on video today. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, so... Uh, it's just a clock. Just a clock. <laughs> the inside of an oven that you used to use? Yes, oh. Steve. I didn't do it. He didn't do it? He did. He, I didn't do it. Yeah. He didn't do it, but he doesn't, uh, he doesn't really... This is where the Jews were. <laughs> it kind of offends me as a guy that looks like a Jewish person. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, James, James, I was really surprised that, um, you know, when I, when I was trying to do the promo for today's show, I found a, a topless picture of James McVicker, no problem, <laughs> on the internet. I was but, surprised that you used that one. Like, why that picture? Well, you know what it was? It was the fact that Joe and you were having a bit of a te- uh, of a tiff or like a oh. back and forth on the thing. And I thought, I'll just put a pit- uh, topless picture of Joe, topless picture of, uh, of James, and then it would set it up for the conflict that we would do later on in the program, right? Like, who's hairier? Like, is that the thing? Because we're both pretty bad. We're, we're, uh, we're like the connection. Like, that, you know that missing link? Like, that's us. That's the, both of us. Oh, really? Yeah. You both, this is the hair connection? The thing yeah. is about the picture is that Joe has very suspiciously big areolas for some reason. Yeah. Yes. Oh, no, <laughs> that was when I used to do paintings at Starving Artists. Remember that? When you'd come do a show and then you'd paint a yeah, picture? Yeah, paint a picture? It was a stupid idea. It was, it was But did you nips. paint your nipple bear? My nipple bear? was painted and then Doug Conan came up and shoved a like a uh, fucking painting onto it. And so there's a painting with my nipple as a sun. Yeah, yeah. yeah That's why your nipple is so grotesque and big yes, on that? Because right now, I will show it right now. It looks great. I think it looks awesome. I was shocked, Joe, please, because... Please don't. Because for my idea, for me to pull off my no, idea, thanks. I had to find a topless picture of Joe Botello online, which you think would be easy as pie, because I've seen him with his shirt off at a million shows, and I went through, and uh, he's, he's he, it, it was hard to find. I don't take off my top all the time. Not all the that's, time, that's, but you figure there'd be misleading. enough. I mean, in the summertime, we're doing shows. Maybe when I come over here, like, obviously, I have to impress people that are in this room right now. I'm like, are you happily married? She's like, not now. <laughs> it's like, I can't. Don't boss me around. I would never tell you to unplug anything. Except for your wedding vows. Unplug those. <laughs> Plug my vows in. Like, I would cherish you. I would love you forever. If he takes his shirt right off. I'm going to take my shirt right yeah, off. Yeah, right yeah. Now. Take it right uh, off. He's, he's going like to steal your water. He's, he's like the Gallagher of Canadian comedy. It's just like his go-to, like water, yeah. like watermelon smashing. Then he just takes them. It's just like, boom, shows those nipples. Well, it gets a laugh. That's what it does. Uh, it just get, like, it's, there you go, Facebook. Yeah, wow. There you go. wow. Those are still pretty big. Those are pretty... And the Orioles are like... Uh, video or, or, is a bad are long idea. too. It's like not even the nipple that's long. 
Sounds like a cow's. <laughs> Is that black and white, man? It's a black and white that makes you look like you have brown nipples. <laughs> I can testify right now. Those are pink. Just those thank God this, this camera's not are zooming. You, That's are you I'm flexing? Wow. Oh, man. You know what? I can't. I have respect for myself. Oh, my God. That's not to do with respect. Also, I'm very hairy, too. Yeah, AJ and uh, Dylan as well, and uh, no pictures of them topless online at all. I'm professional, man. Good call. Good choice. Professional. Yeah. Give me a fucking break. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> you got to take your shirt off to be professional, yeah. man. Do Fuck it. you. What about, <laughs> the, what about the beach? You take your shirt off? You have a problem with taking your shirt off? No, no, I'm okay with the beach, yeah. Where it's needed. Right. But like on a hot summer day, you don't walk down the street with your shirt off? I'm not Portuguese. Yeah. <laughs> you do that a lot. When you're playing with your computers at work, going like bleep blah bleep blah, going it's so hard this job. Don't you take off your shirt? Well, at least I make sure that I clean my fingernails. So you show everybody your fingernails. Uh, <laughs> Those are disgusting to work at. It's tar. The way you said it was so it's gay. It was tar. You don't smoke. How's there tar? Like, <laughs> Joe does roofs, man. He does uh, roofs. He, he, he puts tar on with his fingers. Yeah, James. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just grab buckets full. Of <laughs> yeah, Joe's Joe's a real man. He throws hot tar at a roof and then he goes home. Fucking pussies. <laughs> <laughs> Fucks his wife. That's what he does. Yeah. When she's sleeping, I'm just like, uh, what? Did you? <laughs> <laughs> he, got, he had it. He had. What did you just admit to? Joe, you've been you've been married a long time, right? Yeah, sixteen years. Sixteen years you've been married, right? And. uh your wife, uh, you know, you you uh, you you have to sneak one in once in a while. Like, uh, what do you, what do you? How's the sex change in sixteen years? Uh, change like it doesn't happen. Doesn't happen at it doesn't all. Doesn't happen that often. Uh, well, we have kids. Like when you guys had little kids, like another guy's here. It's weird, right? It? Oh, that's my number one fight. She honestly is always like, why? You know, it's because you're Portuguese. Oh, it's not a joke. She just keeps saying it's because you're Portuguese. And you're horny. Your brother and sister are the same way. You guys are always so horny. Yeah. And I'm like, that has nothing to do with it. I love you. You're a beautiful woman. Like, you take care of my kids. You help me raise a beautiful, like, autistic daughter. Like, we're just great. We're great parents, and I want to show you my appreciation. Right. But seriously, how many times a week should she, like... Should a week? A couple times a week should be... Like, you should have sex a couple times a week, I think. That's not... Is that unreasonable for the rest of you guys? Do you think it's unreasonable? Well, he just got engaged. He's fucking all the time. I don't think yes. that's unreasonable, but... I get pissed at too. But who would want to fuck Joe three times a week? What are you talking about? Who would want to do that to themselves? Your mom. <laughs> well, the secret is <laughs> my mom is very. I am Joe's <laughs> autistic child. <laughs> oh, because we take off our shirts and we're not respected. Sorry, AJ. Yeah, we're not all professionals here, okay? <laughs> yeah, we're all. I forgot AJ flew in from Las Vegas yeah. <laughs> from his opening of like that Azir Azari, whatever the fuck the brown guy's name is. <laughs> oh my god But yeah why Do you have enough sex I mean your wife's, your wife's right here But do you have enough sex Do you think Well I mean It's a matter of opinion Where sometimes We're not in agreement on no, it I'm asking your opinion Do you think you have <laughs> yeah, but I what? don't know But be a man no, no, say no, it, like, I am you know? a Be a man Come on throw your balls right. out Let's see how I'm many gonna times tell, I'm going to be a man right now right. Be a man. Okay And I'm going to be a man I'm going to tell you There are certain weeks Where no I don't have enough Yeah you And there are certain weeks Where you know I'm very satisfied you know? That's good. I mean, it is compromise. Like, are you satisfied all the time with the amount of sex Pete gives you? Yeah. You are. See? So she's in control. Yeah, she has the card. Of course she does. She has a vagina. She didn't always. What? You you were better looking than her at one point? No, it's not about better Oh, about how much money you make. No, it's not about money either. It was oh. just about the fact that... Um, I was busy and like thinking about work all the time, so and I was like stressed, and I didn't want to fuck. Yeah, and then uh, and so weird. and then so she would she would want it more than me, and then I would have the card, which is awesome. 
but you know, uh, my life was terrible. Right, yeah. that's why I didn't want to. Yeah, but you should still fuck. You'd feel good. Like well, I threw I up, now. and I asked her to come over and like hug me and give me a kiss. Shit, no, I was good to try and fuck her even after I threw up. I don't care. Like I want to fuck all the time, every day. Yeah, no, you shouldn't care that you threw up. It's she cares <laughs> that she's got a bang throw up. No, Joe. but she wouldn't have to kiss me. She could just like, ser- just like you know, t- be tender with me and tell me it's gonna be okay and I'm gonna have a great show and. Yeah. Do you even brush your teeth? You know, know if it was the other way. <laughs> <laughs> it's not depressing. I, I feel it's a thing. No one talks about it because they're like, oh, yeah, as much as my wife wants. No, man, you should fuck. That builds relationships and keeps them together forever. Like, you've been going through so much shit. If you're fucking all the time, you can actually hate each other and still be together if you're fucking but all I feel the time. Like it's just for women, it's very like different. Like it's, it's like every small thing builds up that sexual need. Like everything you say, oh, so thoughtful. Oh. No, 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 no. Because, because, like, I, I, I go so through the same thing too. It's like if I, if you say the, the wrong thing or not the one thing that you're supposed to say, it's just kind of like, oh well, there goes sex for that night. It's, yeah, it's just like. Well, the thing is with my stage, because I'm also like. I was like, I'm like where you were. I'm like always busy. Like I have a daytime job and yeah. I do comedy. Yeah. So like I have like the sex card. So it's like, I'm like, oh, why? Like, let's do like, I'm like, I want to, but I just like, I'm busy. I have like, yeah, I'm, I'm here. I can't like drive all the way back to where you live to fucking like have sex. It's just like economically unlike it's not right. It's like, yeah. But I think the point that, that Joe's making is that uh, when you're with a woman for a long time, you know, uh, she knows that she's got to, like, she's got to deal with you, too. So at some point in time, she's like, I'm going to just got to get the poison out of this dickhead so he doesn't, like, uh, make my life miserable. Do you want to get, like, I understand that, like, I, I understand getting the poison out, but, like, do you want to get it or do you want to have it really good? Yeah, but you don't have sex, good sex all the time. No, yeah, there's, there's, the uti- the there's definitely yeah. utility sex where you're just trying to get it out so that you don't, so you don't behave like a dick. Like, you're just, like, the tension's built up, you're both busy, and you're like, yeah. Come on, just jerk me off in the corner yeah. for a second. Yeah, I don't just care. Just watch me jerk off. I don't care. And like, I'll text her. I'm like, uh, "You gonna jerk me off when you get home?" She's like, "No, just go in the hamper, grab one of my panties." And I'm just like, <laughs> "Fuck!" You complain about me coming in your panties, and you complain about me not coming in your panties. Like, what the fuck, man? I'm horny all the time, but it always goes back to like a race thing. Like, well, it's because you're Portuguese. I'm like, no. Like, I have like testosterone, which makes like muscles. So like I get is that, why, is that why you're always flexing? Is yeah, because it's building my horn. Like I'm like I gotta fuck tonight, somebody. I'm so horny, I gotta fuck I, something. I, I think that is true that Portuguese do fuck more than other people. Though. No, I don't think <laughs> that's, don't think true, that's true. true. They have a lot of babies. It's true. That's because they don't want to pull out. That's why. That's the only reason. And they're Catholic. They're like, oh, fucking Catholic. Don't waste your seed. Well, yeah. Joe, it sounds well, like he wants to go seed. talk to your wife for you. Yeah. No, don't. Yeah, she never listened. Come watch this podcast with me. Look at all the things that I said about you. Like, then does your wife have any problems sleeping? I don't know. I don't sleep with her. Oh yeah. Yeah, I sleep on the couch for real. Like, not because like she's mad at me. Just never home, and then I don't wake her up. And oh yeah, so, so you sleep better apart. Yeah, and like my daughter wear, like sleeps with her. Like this is getting super boring. Oh right. right. Yeah. 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 It's like oh, this is so boring, Joe. Way to go. And then you know, parents would be like, "Why would your daughter sleep with her? That's why you're not fucking." That's yeah, true. It's like, though, well, but we're like, I don't like nighttime fucking. That's too like. Uh, you don't like, like nighttime. Nah, fucking? I like morning fucking. Well, you never like fucked and went to bed after. Yeah, but it's not as good as like morning fuck, yeah. or I sleep fine all the time. If I had to pick between the two, morning. I I would take morning for I sure. I would take morning fuck too. It's yeah. you're just you're just you ready to go. Fucking creep. What? What do you like? Nighttime is the best. Why? Do you sleep over there? 
And the morning is better because I you. I have a night and morning. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but which one do you prefer? I prefer nighttime. Nighttime is the right time. You're more you of a Venus flytrap, eh? I don't know what that is, but it sounds cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm but a little, a little afternoon delight is always a nice treat. Because it happens so rarely, you know, in the middle of the day you get some. Like if it's a, your wife's off work or something like that. Picking tobacco, you don't know what. Like you need a little break. Do you guys wear the toques when you have sex? I gotta know. I'm looking around the room. There's like five toques in here. It's about a hundred degrees. I tend to stuff. I tend to the stuff it in her mouth. Oh yeah. She's like, He's yeah. a dirty bitch. That little dirty, dirty bitch over there. I like. I like to cover my own face. Just cause like uh, it's, it's like, like you, just, you feel bad. I just yeah. I'm like oh my god. Guess who I am. The toque's actually a ski mask. It is a ski mask. And she's what does like, she say? I hope it's AJ. And I'm like, it's not AJ. <laughs> it's I hope it's Michael Moses. It's not Michael Moses. And then I just. Continue. I don't think people are gonna mistake you for Moses or AJ. I think it'd be more with a, with a two gone. I think they would. Mm. That's all. That's the only difference between you and them. Yeah, we wear toques. That's all it is. Yeah, you put a toque on, and your wife is fooled. She's fooled. She's like, yeah. oh my god. Are you the Russian butcher next door? <laughs> <laughs> as soon as she didn't see like the two dollar like the toony nipples, I think she would know. She would know it yeah. wasn't them. Mac Macadamia nipples. Yeah. yeah. She's like, who's this Montenegrin giant <laughs> coming to? <laughs> like, I look Montenegrin, which is like totally different than Portuguese. So I think that works sometimes. That you look Montenegrin? Yeah, man, that's a great place. It's I've great. always thought that about you. I just thought, man, that guy looks Montenegrin. <laughs> First thing that comes to my head, for sure. A real Negro. <laughs> getting close. A Montenegro. Close Montenegro. Montenegro. You're borderline. I was close. <laughs> yeah. I'm half Negro. <laughs> Montenegro. Which half? The half that's in your mom. You know what we should do before we get too deep into this Dylan's like, I hate stifling conversation <laughs> is uh, we should uh, do a little segment we call Feedback. We got feedback. We got feedback. Feedback. Motherfucking feedback. Motherfucking feedback. Uh, welcome to Feedback. We got feedback. This week's feedback is brought to you, as always, by our friends from Amazon. Um, you know, um, you know, all you got to do if you want to help out the show is go to my webpage, livefromthedutchhall.com, and you click on the Amazon banners, shut off your ad blockers, and then they come up, and then you can do all your Amazon shopping, and some of that money will come back and help the show. And thank you for, to everyone that's done that. We oh. made like 140 bucks last year. Yeah, the Christmas shopping yes. helped. Eh, 140 bucks, you know. What about, uh, what are we into the season now? After New Year's, after Boxing Day shopping? After Boxing Day shopping, whatever you want to buy, you know, you can buy toilet paper on there, anything. Off season. Mm -hmm. What you should do is just make your regular lifetime, uh, if you really like the show, make your regular lifetime habit just buying stuff from Amazon and just giving us the money because cause it's, cause we like money and, and et cetera. Helps us fix mm -hmm. our shit. Yeah, and as you can see, we need it. Our fucking camera doesn't work. <laughs> the band. Jesus Christ. And the other one I tried fixing, I pulled up my camera, and then it's actually disconnected completely. We bought the shittiest equipment ever. <laughs> so look, luckily we have twice as many cameras as we need. But uh, we do. Um, anyways, that's Amazon. You can also, oh, we also have to shout out to the people who help make our uh, live show possible. And that's our good friends at Norpak. The beef people. Oh, thank you, Paul slash Dave. And, uh, also, our friends at CleanFlow. CleanFlow, uh, the proud sponsors of Van Dyke Party Services. If you're looking at doing something, like maybe you have a birthday party, 
You're trying to celebrate your child's birthday party, you know? Got a part, birthday party coming up. And you know you're going to invite friends and family to this birthday party. You're going to blow out candles. You're going to unwrap gifts. You're maybe going to have some sort of uh, uh, craft table for some young mm -hmm. children. Sounds like a terrible time. Boring as fuck. What do you got? A couple streamers? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, you got a nice happy birthday sign. Maybe some Adora pinata. Way to go. Go fuck yourself, you losers. losers. You know what you could also do? Give us an email live from the Dutch Gmail.com and we'll send you between five and 29 Van Dyke First Cousins in bright yellow jackets. And you're going to be 100% satisfied that you've had the time of your life. And all it's going to cost you is $100 of cold hard cash plus, of all, of our, plus all of our expenses, which will be dear. Mm -hmm. And if you're not 100% satisfied, we will return that $100, but those expenses have run through our bodies and potentially yours. Van Dyke Party Services. Don't live your life in regret. Brought to you by Clean Flow. Charters, have you done the Clean Flow Challenge? Uh, I was. I, I had a busy week. I yeah. couldn't. I couldn't get to any Clean Flow Flow products this week. Now I want to talk to Mister O uh, out there. I really like and him. Who's the? Uh, he's the guy that uh, pretty much owns you, Dave. <laughs> he paid us for this equipment. And it's working uh, great. And yeah, it's, yeah. I don't think he can take the blame of that. But the but you got uh, you got you got a responsibility to this man. He's asked you to do shit, and you got to do it, right? Otherwise, he's going to start taking money away. He's really vindictive that way. You have to understand that your actions are costing our sh us money. Oh shit! Sorry, Mister O. Yes, thank you. Charter. I'll work harder next week. You know that's it for sponsors, except for one, Yarmy Electric. Yarmy mm -hmm. Electric. You know this is a time of year where you're thinking, okay, Christmas is over. You know, deer hunting's over. You know, maybe this is the time where I can finally call Derek about that sparking uh, uh, light right above uh, uh, where our Christmas tree used to be, which is really scaring me. But Pete said, don't call Derek because he's busy. But now I'm thinking, you know what? Other things are starting to smoke in my house. Maybe I should call him. You know what? Call somebody else, for fuck's sakes. Derek's busy. He's got kids and a job and important things to do, not your shit. Leave him alone. He's busy for fuck's sakes. He plants deep and he, and, he, and he saves lives and he does electrical work for people that are important, not you. He's got thousands of children. Thousands, at least. He puts his penis in things and does not know how to get it out of it. He just plants until, it's, until it makes babies. Very fertile. Yeah. Anyways. No, he's Dutch. Oh. Uh, he Portuguese? Your Army Electric. <laughs> if we don't get it right the first time, we'll get it right the second time. And if we don't get it right the second time, you can go fuck yourself. That's it. Good job, Beef. <laughs> a boy, Beef. And uh, that's oh. it for our sponsors. So we go every week. We ask our listeners to give us feedback, and you can do it, you can do it on social media. You can do it on uh, uh, iTunes, Podbean, whatever that, whatever you got. This week, where the fuck is my phone? This week is uh, no exception, except uh, for I don't. Uh, so we're going to go to the Facebook live feed because we did get some. We got like a, a bunch of people uh, that have joined. Joe, Joe Rylette, looking good, gents. Hey, Joe. Yeah, even uh, Robert Beckham. Uh, oh, David, David's brother. Joe at the Dutch Hall, wooden head, wooden shoes, wouldn't tell a funny joke. That's what he said. Oh, oh. my God. Oh, my God. We're going to get picked on because... Uh... I don't know if that's that's appropriate, uh, Joe. I can't, I can't roast. I can't roast him. Why? Why can't you? He's like you could easily roast him. Yeah, he he's to. done talking. You're you're good. You're up. Yeah, you can do it. He probably went know. to bed already. He's oh yeah, for sure he went to bed. Yeah. His wife made him go to bed. Yeah, he's like, 
Rena, I got a fucking funny thing I gotta say before I go. She's to like, bed. go to fucking bed. You know how long it takes me to take this girdle off of me. <laughs> <laughs> Stop calling me. <laughs> Robert, I told you. Stop it. Your mother keeps calling. So we got feedback this week. And we did get one from uh, our good buddy. Uh, he's all the way in New Zealand. Actually, we didn't get feedback from him, but I wanted to shout it over. Alex Vondervoort. Big Dutch. Big Dutch. Big Dutch. What he did was Alex uh, qualified this week as a certified super fan. He's officially uh, on the super fan list because what he did was he bought our love by giving us free gifts, which we like very much. And uh, this week he gave us some deer pepperettes mm. that he killed himself. He killed the pepperettes himself. He went out into the forest, <laughs> murdered pepperettes, and gave them to us. Thank you very much. And they, are, and they are good. They're delicious. And remember, delicious. remember, fuck as many girls as you can out there, buddy. It's for all of us. It's your time. This is your time to do it. In the rest of your life, you're not going to have this opportunity. This is your time. Do things. Come back to the Dutch Hall and tell us all about them. We don't have to put it on air. Just tell me so I can live through you and know what you're doing. And, and remember, take pictures in your mind of what every detail looks like. You know, like Or on your phone. Yes. Oh, phones? Well, that's a dirty trick, Dave. I don't know if I want to encourage it, but I would like to see the footage. If you can get some sort of a consent so I can wash myself of like any guilt. Consent. <laughs> consent. Consent. Yeah. Anyways, uh, you know who else we talked to? I don't know if uh, we were prepared for this, but we always talk to uh, our, our friend, the cheese lady. Oh. So it's, uh, it's hi-hat and thing. Ready yeah, to go? Right, right, right. Well, Teresa from the second most in Delhi, she sends us feedback every week on Podbean. And this week she says, um, it's a Dutch ca- catastrophe. I'm running out of cheese at the shop, LOL. Must be good luck listening to the Dutch Hall. P.S. I watched the game too at uh, a barn party and was cheering our local boy Shane. Oh, yeah. from Shane Bergman nice. was here last awesome. week, and she also said Shane Bergman rocks at one point in time. She, a lot of feedback from uh, Teresa. So Teresa, keep listening. You do. You're one of our favorite fans. You even got a theme song. There's only one other person that's ever listened to our show that's got a theme song in the history of Live from the Dutch Hall, and he's been with us since the very beginning. He's our good buddy, the Haitian Dwarf. Your sons are queer. Your sons are queer. He brings you tears. Hi ho. Hi ho. Sorry, I forgot. That was a bad. Can't all be winners. That was for, that was that one was written for a, a homophobic uh, parents out there. Uh, you know, we we still know you exist out there, and you don't get much of a shout out. So that's a shout out to the homophobic parents. <laughs> <laughs> well, this week, every week, uh, our good buddy, the Haitian Dwarf, who's been with us since the very beginning of the show, he goes on to uh, iTunes, and he gives us feedback there. And this week is no exception. He gives us um, he gives us feedback this week. Uh, he calls it audio versus video and gives us five stars. That's fine. He says, I'd like to say you guys are more suited to an audio show. Based on how you look. 
So true. That's honest. Just based on that. Yeah, nothing that's wrong with that. That's honest. I can't see any. I can't see anything. He's not saying it's true there. Um, but considering how you may sound or how you sound, maybe silent video <laughs> would be a better medium. But I think he meant si- silent audio. Right. <laughs> but uh, that's from the HD. Let's hear it for the HD. Thank you very much. Thanks, always. HD. You've been with us since the beginning, and we love you. You know that. And one of these days, we're going to meet meet Haitian Dwarf. One of these days, we're going to get him in the Dutch Hall in person. I know it's going to happen someday, so I just think uh, one of these days, keep looking for him, everybody. If you see him out there, send me an email at live from the Dutch Hall, gmail.com, and uh, see if we can find this guy and bring him in here. Haitian Dwarf, he's a great friend. All right. So that's it for feedback. Can you think of anything we missed? We got anything we got to plug? No gigs coming up? You guys want to plug anything while we're thinking of it? Because this is our commercial time. Gigs, gigs, um, gigs, gigs. Starving Artist, Valentine's Day, doing a big show there. Going to have a dinner, uh, and it's going to be all comics that are couples. I have Ryan Horwood from Toronto coming. He's been on TV. He's been on Just for Laughs. He's coming with his girlfriend. He's going to do a set. So you come in, and it's two comics, and it's uh, food, 20 bucks. Is this g- On Valentine's Day. Yeah. His girlfriend's a comic too. Yeah, she's a comic. Yeah, it's not just so all the comics on the show are all dating each other. Oh yeah, and they're all comics. Yeah. I can't just have my wife come on the show. No, no, no. Have her tell tell. No, no. no. It's two comics. Two comics that have to be funny dating. and banging. Yeah, banging or just like holding hands. You just gotta hold hands. That's it. What are you guys doing? Nothing. Nothing. Oh, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> They've just been playing with the broken uh, camera the whole time. <laughs> it's like bra straps that it's focused on. Yeah, but yeah, so uh, yeah, uh, February 14th, uh, Starving Artist, Brantford, if you guys want to come, hit me up on Facebook. Facebook. And James, don't you host a room there in Brantford yeah, too? Yeah, I do the other Wednesday. The shitty room. The shitty, the shitty Wednesday. They were both shitty. No, no, They're I've been shitty. getting, uh, here's feedback. Well, oh, motherfucking feedback. <laughs> James McVicker sucks. Oh, Joe, go shave your fucking beard again. That was no, that wasn't from me, bro. That was for the what? feedback from my phone. That was a feedback. Well, at least from, I got an opinion. I need that. That, that, that coming, keeps me going. Coming from uh, <laughs> from Christina, I wouldn't Christina? fuck him with Joe's dick. That's that's the other feedback. But she also wouldn't touch her dick. Fuck. See, I suck at this. Yeah. Are we still doing plugs or? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You want one? Uh, yeah. I liked how everyone was silent during Joe's plugs. And yeah, then, uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no enthusiasm whatsoever. Uh, Saturday, this Saturday, I'm going to be at the Underground Comedy Club in Toronto. Oh, that's good. Uh, and on uh, January 16th, we actually both, which he forgot to plug because he's just worried about thinking about his dick. On January <laughs> 16th, we actually have a really good show in Barry, Laffy Taffy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That. Yeah, we're doing Laffy, that. Laffy. Yeah, and uh, on January 24th, I'm going to be competing uh, Yuck Yucks Hamilton. So if you guys want to come out and show some support, that'll be All nice. Right on. So yeah, hey. Hey. yeah. Good. You guys got anything else? I got another show in Brantford at the end of the month for that with that other Odd Life show. Oh. That's basically what I got right now. <laughs> yeah, and depression. All, yeah. And depression. That's you the other thing I have. That's the other thing I have is a lot let's of depression. Go back. Let's go to Instagram feedback. You wish you were Joe. You fucking <laughs> hack. <laughs> wow, feedback. Uh, is no one brutal. wishes they were Joe. I'm gonna be doing uh, Rap City on Tuesday, and then. Uh, I think in I think in a couple of weeks I'm going to be doing a minute of comedy in Joe's room. Yeah. So <laughs> sixty seconds of 60 sexy seconds. Dylan Scott. Oh yeah, it's really good. It's like I like when they bring jokes. the lights down, bring Dylan out, and then yeah. everybody just melts. Eh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He does a minute. Like he comes by all the time. So I was like, well, you're here all the time. Do like a minute, <laughs> and he does a minute, and then it's nice, and he fucking takes off, and 
Everyone's like, yeah, That's now right. it's back to Joe. Joe. James came by once and they're like, who the fuck's this guy? <laughs> Let me check the feedback Does he have again. a show here? I don't know. Let me check Snapchat. Let me check Snapchat. Uh, oh, don't show us your dick. It's small. That was from your girlfriend. That's weird. You're looking at a blank phone. Yeah, you are. You look retarded. Is that? Oh, I, can I, I also. That? I, oh, I can't. You did. You can. I can't. I can't say it. You have said it though. I've never said it. You told. You told the retarded guy at one of the the MV shows that you're gonna come oh, on his shit. face. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah, he told. I didn't know he, he had down syndrome. A retarded person. Oh my god. Were you there for that? Oh my god, Joe. I have played Envy, and Is, they're always there. Yeah. Yes, I know who they are. Okay, I didn't know this because I don't go to that show, not because of the host. Yeah, but how but can like, you not tell that they're, the they have... They have uh, I didn't know because it was just... The, the guy was shouting, so I thought it was just heckling me. <laughs> and I was like, I will come over there and fuck you in the face. <laughs> and then he like... Was it no, you he, that came over to me? Yeah, it was me. Yeah, ha, ha, ha. He has Down syndrome, and I was like, <laughs> you piece of shit. I couldn't run out of there faster. Yeah. Well, it's like, not no, like you it's didn't a, say you were going to... Just it's not like a secret face. when you look at his face. Yeah, but yeah. like the way it, no, but it wasn't in the small sec, in the small room. She does it in like the big room. Yeah, now. yeah I know. Yeah. So I couldn't see him. You said you were gonna eat a bunch of pineapple and then come on his face. It's very yeah. hard. Oh, well, at least he did that. That was nice of him. It's very easy to spot them from their upper lip. You yeah. Know? <laughs> <laughs> from asparagus, like if he said asparagus, then you'd be real. Well, good. He, was, he was making sense. Like, well, fuck. Like he was saying. He's a hype man. He just says yeah to every joke. But like, ever and did. then afterward, his workers like, oh, he loves these shows. He, yeah, does. he does. I'm like, fuck. I just like felt so bad picking you, on him. You know, he probably enjoyed you saying that he was gonna, you're gonna come on his face. Yeah, I was. I was probably so was like, mad. Yeah. I was gonna get off stage, <laughs> wait for him to come over, and punch him in the face. <laughs> really? He was so. There, no, so, I was so mad. For oh. some reason, I just switched and just got super mad. Yeah, that's I've happened two that. or three times. That's the maddest before. I've seen you, and I thought it was so. Fucking no, there was funny. a time. Another time, I was fought in fucking Jimmy Jazz. I was. Did you almost like, get I was, Oh, you were at that one. I wanted to fight that guy. I was like, fuck you. Mike, you fucking f word. Yeah, that's the maddest I've ever seen, Joe. I was yeah. so mad. I think I Dave told happened. me about that. Show. Oh, it was bad. The guy just, oh, it was bad. It always get like the, the Jimmy Jazz shows go good for a bit, and then there's something fucking crazy that happens, and then it's that's always mean. what happens. I don't like being mean, but it's like he just it's something switched in my head. And I was like, I'm gonna fucking fight him. There's some good people there, but then there's some fucking shitheads that heckle you, and then you got you got to you guys you got to punch him in the face. Cool. You got <laughs> anyone else lost? Like, I mean, fucking straight up, I'm gonna fuck you up. Cool. Yeah, I did it once at Kelly House in Hamilton, uh, when uh, there was this dude that was um, he was sitting at the back, and uh, he got a phone call in the middle of the show, and then took the call in the center of the room and just talked at full voice on the phone, like he didn't respect the show even the least. He could have just like excused himself and took the call, and I wouldn't have said a thing. But he took the call in the middle of the room, and I just, I don't know, that just set me off, and I went crazy on the guy. <laughs> yeah, I just told him. I, I called him every name I could, and I just told him I never seen a guy so stupid in my life, and nothing that's happened, what, right? No, nothing happened. The guy was so stupid, he didn't even know I was talking to him. The rest of the, the crowd liked it because I was hammering on the guy so hard, but that guy that I was actually trying to, like, that I was really mad at, that was a, he didn't give a fuck at all. He didn't even know I was talking to him. Yeah, it made me even more mad, yeah. And then you don't even want to do your show anymore because you're just like, oh, I'm like you've lost it at that point in time. You're just like so angry, right? And then you're trying to get back to like telling the dick joke or something. And you're like, oh fuck, I've just. It's already awkward. It's already awkward. Yeah, I've already blown the room. Comics liked it, you know, because they're like, because yeah, because because I lost my shit. They thought it was funny. Are you are you able to come back from that in a set or is it you just are, you are? I think yeah. it's possible. Yeah, definitely. Because you really the problem you have is really only with the dickhead usually and the dickhead. 
everyone else in the room has a problem with too. It it depends you know? how mean you are to them. If you're too mean, like if you don't, your meanness doesn't match what they did. Yeah. Then like if it's over the top or if it's underneath, then they fucking want they've won because you look like an asshole, right? Yeah, that's you're, right. You you like if you're like you you say something like horrible to the guy and then you you hear all the crowd go ooh you know you've lost it. Yeah. But you if you get it like right on like you you deal it out good, but you got to cross the line sometimes because like you have to deal with those dickheads. You can't just let them own the show, right? Yeah, you but you got to be you also got to be careful not to make fun of them because of a physical attribute either. That used to be, you used to get away with that stuff, yeah. but anymore like if a fat guy's fat, unless he started it like like with fat jokes, so you can't really do nothing. I feel like it's just because at our level we only get to have like 7 or 10 minutes on stage, so there's not really much time for you to recover. Yeah. Yeah, yeah all you have is like, like a line. If you're like doing like 30 minutes and maybe like after a few minutes, like everybody like forgets about it. Yeah, yeah. Like you only have seven minutes on t- on stage, so like if you get into the fight, that's taking up the seven. Half of your yeah, yeah half yeah, of your true. set. And is... plus, also, it's like the crowd is like if you feel like such betrayal from the crowd. It's like you know that this guy's an asshole. Why don't we all just unify together and just kick this guy out? You yeah. know, but like the crowd is always just like standing in the back and just watching you fight with that person and not doing anything at all about it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I don't know. It's still entertaining, though. Do you guys, as non-comics, uh, do you think that it's uh, cool to watch a guy lose his shit, or is it is it like he's not doing the show? It all depends. It all depends on how they control them, or like how they go about it. I think if yeah. they're able to do it like gracefully and like, 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 like you said, if when you lose your mind and you gotta hammer this guy, if if you're com- if you commit to it, I think I think that's that's part of the whole at, the whole comedy aspect of it i think it's like being confident that you're right yeah like you're doing the right thing in yeah. that situation yeah that's that's obviously most important yeah if the crowd doesn't like you yet like you're fu- you're fucked yeah. you're totally fucked at that point yeah, i don't think uh it, under like five years you I even have the like chops <laughs> I don't think under five years we have the chops you can do, do you can to what to, to really save yourself that bad like, you could save yourself a little bit, but, like, it takes years to learn how to save yourself. Yeah, but if they talk some shit and then you just get a nice quick line in and then Yeah, it's if you have that quick line, yeah. but you want that quick line even when you're doing well and it doesn't come sometimes. Yeah, that's true. So it's the, like... The, 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 it takes, you're saying it takes five years of driving? I think it takes driving. to, like, save yourself from, like, someone sat up and goes, fuck you, you're an asshole, and then you attack them, like, I'm going to fuck your mom. Well, we were kind of talking about And that's going to take a while unless you're really good at saving. Like, it, I yeah, just yeah, think yeah. it takes a few of those to well, happen. Well, you because the only way to learn that stuff is to go out... Yeah. Have a situation come up where you uh, fucked it up, yeah. and then drive home feeling like yeah. terrible, and then go over in your head all the things you should have said, yeah. and then next time when you, uh, it's not distracting at all, no. <laughs> and then the next, uh, the next time you go up, uh, you then are ready for that same situation that doesn't come up anymore, and then another one comes up and you screw that one up and you keep doing that until you've seen the situation multiple times again, then you know what to do. So you're saying you have to lose to win. Yeah. It's like poker, you know. You got to put yourself in as many situations as you can, and then be able to, like, re like know what to do. Then the next time you're in that situation, right? What about the girl on her birthday? What do you mean? It's my birthday. Look at me. Oh yeah, yeah. Where they want to make the show about them because it's their birthday. That's hard. Um, I would just throw them a bone for like a second, where you like, uh, where you like, um, huh? 
They gotta acknowledge it at the beginning, and hopefully that's enough. But sometimes girls are just like so into themselves, and like they have like like it's their birthday, so it's their time. But like, you, I hate I hate people like that because like I don't even care about my birthday. Like, who gives a shit that you're no you're older? About your birthday, Thanks, man. Like, Thank no you. One. Yeah, but Broad, I thought Joe did. Do broads like that actually show up at comedy Whoa, shows? They do. Broads, bro. <laughs> it's 2018, and your wife's hot, and you're calling people broads. Yeah. Why not? She's beef. <laughs> 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 They 100% come because they like, but not at the show. But they come, they <laughs> they come, they come and they and they are used to being the center of attention, right? Always. So they'll talk loudly or whatever, and it's and it's their time. They think, right? Yeah. I mean, that sounded like a very gender hate kind of thing going on, but. Uh no, it's not. It's not I'm just joking. girls too. It's it's fucking broy guys too. Super broy guys. Comics, a lot of comics say that the worst gigs are like bachelorette parties because yeah. like. You're 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 not expected to do your jokes. It's more about like making it about them. Yeah. So it, 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 again, like, you know, it's, you just got to put yourself out there and like, you have to do a bachelor party and bomb them that one, and then the next time you do one, if it ever happens, you just get better at that. It's just really comedy is really just putting yourself in shitty situations. Well, yeah. Do you think all the shitty shows you've done has helped you with any of it? Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. Because like I like I I do this show called the like at the pick and shovel. You guys. Yeah, I've done it. Yeah. It's terrible. Fucking terrible. Crazy shit happens there all the time. I saw some like a Spanish guy catch a bat in there yeah. one time. Really in yeah. the in the pick and shovel? Yeah, it was crazy. But there's something though. You can't just do one type of shitty show. You need to do like as many different shitty shows. Yeah, you got to do the good like, as you, the bad. You, yeah, you got to do all. You got to you got to do out go out there and like do like all the shitty ones, and just go home, cry on your way back. Just listen to yourself on the set and just like and just go next day and like I'm gonna do this again. Just cry. Just die inside a little bit. Like do you Guelph, do. which is political. Yeah. Correct. Do like a do an ethnic show. You're not ethnic. Go do a black yeah. room or something or like a Greek fucking show. And yeah. You have to do everything. It gives you the tro- it gives you the chops to be able to handle that situation because when it's like when it's terrible, holy fuck! Like there is nothing there's nothing worse than just bombing. But if you get used to it. You can just fucking You're super used to it. Yeah. I like how comfortable you are all the time with it. <laughs> You're so That's like a, is that a backhanded compliment? <laughs> no, straight up. <laughs> You're so comfortable with bombing, is that what you said? Yeah, straight yeah. up just yeah. You're so comfortable with bombing like I see you bomb so much. It's like it's impressive you really how you just stick it out, man. But you st- you stick out bombing. <laughs> but you do get comfortable you do. with bombing. Yeah, it doesn't right. affect you as much. Like before that's right. you would wallow on it for like weeks and weeks. But now it's more like a few hours, and then like the next day you're like, okay, let's do this. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I used to beat myself up the entire drive home, the lie in bed, swearing at myself. Wake up the next day, still feel bad. Go on the next day, still feel shitty. And then uh, eventually, you know, you just stop because you're just like, there's no point in it. You get better at dealing with it. You go like you do like what once, or you do a few a week. But if you're doing like every day, like. Like the lucky guys in Toronto and girls in Toronto, yeah, they get to do like three shows a night, so it gets easier to yeah. deal with it because the next show you might fucking kill. But they bomb, yeah. they bomb so much because it's just like they, they have they, twenty five shows that week. Yeah, they 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 yeah, do but so much time. Shitty shows. I yeah, think they still have. Thing, you know? That's the thing, and that's another thing. Like you can't just keep doing just Toronto. Yeah, yeah. Or like to. you can't just keep doing Hamilton, or you can't just keep doing Guelph. Like you have no. to like. Do as many different cities as you can. Yeah, how right? good was this show? We didn't know what the fuck was. Yeah, we didn't know what to expect. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sometimes, like you've probably had it where you walk in and you see like a busy crowd, 
Like, oh, yeah, this is going to be great. But then you start and like, ugh. This is yeah, they're terrible. There's only a few places that I've seen that are, like, always consistently good. Like, Rhapsody and Kitchener is yeah. always good. They always have a good Kitchener crowd a really and a good, lot of people. Yeah, Kitchener, the region, that, that region is really good. Yeah, it's comedy. great. That and Guelph are honestly are like we're like. That's a crush though. Right? Yeah, but it's like, but um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like one of the easiest places to like to do comedy, to be honest. Yeah, like, they call it, some people call it, Dan Peters calls those menu rooms. You can just read the menu and you yeah. fucking kill. Like if you do absolute, like we all we all post our absolute sets because absolute it doesn't matter what you do. It's like that menu thing you said. Yeah. But like if you just go to those shows, like bro, you fucking suck. Yeah, you have to go to other shows. You're and not like, challenged. You're, you're, you're not because it's like, yeah, sh- that show was amazing. That's the show yeah. I like for a promoter. Like, yeah, this was my set because they don't really know yet. You're like, okay, but as a comic, it's like, no, you can't do that every day because yeah. then you actually suck. You have to face like, adversity, you, right? You, like, you have, have to. Have you done Toronto? Yeah, lots. Of, yeah, I've done Toronto yeah, lots of times. Right? Yeah. Now, what do you think about it? I hate it. I hate every minute of Toronto. I hate every club Absolutely. in Toronto I've ever been to. No, I've never done Absolute though. Yeah, I know. But, but they I, ha- they handle that so differently than every other place. But my stuff, like, I the mean, underground's good though too. The underground's a really good spot. Now it is, yeah. Yeah. I shouldn't say that. I've I've done okay rooms there, but as the most part, if I had to like take it as a like the average of every show I've done in Toronto and yeah. say it's always been terrible because I've run into these crowds of like young, um, really like tight ass uh, college students or whatever, or whatever they are, intellectuals or yuppies or whatever they are in Toronto. And they just don't like me because they're young, and then they look at an old guy like me, and I'm telling dirty jokes. I don't. Well, I, that, well, that's not true. Just in your case, it's also in my case, because, and that's not just Toronto. Like this is a story that I've told Joe a bunch of times. It's just like, um, because both my parents are like, both of my parents are Muslim, so I, I, ha- I almost had the opportunity to perform at a university of Guelph for like in front of the Muslim Association, and they were like going to pay me like a lot of money to do it. Yeah. But they, I sent them a clip of my act, and I knew already that I wasn't gonna get it. Yeah. <laughs> they, they just want, a, like in Toronto, what works is you being ethnic, true to your ethnicity. Right. Like if you're a, a person that's of diversity, then stick to your diversity. Like you say, like you can do the jokes about having an immigrant parent and. A, but the, that's, but yeah, but, but in my that's case, okay. I don't want to do those. Right, right. Do you think it's taken the like? Do you feel like it's the easy way out for you, or what? It's if for, if I were to do it, I would be more accepted. Yeah. It's not that I'm not, but there could be a lot of shows that I could message, and just say that this is my act, and I would get on. Well, there is like diversity shows out which there, which I couldn't get on, which I tried to get on, but I couldn't because. Yeah, you guys keep talking. I just gotta rock a quick. Bit. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I I can't. <laughs> Can any of you guys go to a show with instructions? With ins- uh, with instructions, like that, I've I to me, go- to me that defeats the purpose. No, of I made I got a rule made at a place one time in Guelph. I got a rule made that they couldn't heckle the comics for their material on stage. You would have is to that come. That, that is yeah the one the one wor- the worst bomb I think I've ever had. Was it was like it was so bad because yeah. I was twentieth up in a fucking in a open at an open mic comedy show at a fucking Legion in Guelph, Ontario, <laughs> and I was telling this joke about black dicks. Which I guess I like. I don't know if I should. You, should I tell the joke? No, because no. I'm just gonna get this show pull, this pulled off. Yeah, but it's like you told the show to, to like just tell the story. Yeah, tell the story. Okay, so I go up. I go up. I'm I'm 20th out of You're fucking 20. I was there just to like I'm like I need a spot on on Thursday night. I need this spot, and I went there and I was doing my set. And I was doing a lot of new shit because it's like, why would you, you're not going to do the stuff that works that late. I was, I, I, yeah, I went there a lot. I was going there a lot of times. And this joke that I was doing was working there. 
I, it's about me going to uh, me, me and my friend Wally Warwick. Uh, we were leaving. We we're coming back from a show, and he's like, "Oh, I gotta stop at the sex shop." And I'm like, "I guess I'll go with you because that's what I do now. I guess for doing comedy, I'm just gonna explore that." He's doing the joke right now. Yeah. <laughs> Don't address it. Just I'm trying to tell the story. Right. It's the joke. Let him tell the story. So I'm at this. I'm at the stag shop with Wally. He's trying to buy lube for him, him and his wife. And I'm just there, and I'm just exploring because it's like a it's like a candy store. There's like fucking everything on the walls. It's very visual. As long as you eat dildos, it's a candy store. Yeah, I, eat, I do eat dildos. <laughs> so, <laughs> so downstairs, down in the basement, they still have a porn section, which is useless because of the fucking internet, right? You don't need porn. You don't need to pay for porn. At this point in your life, you're like a kid in a candy. Well, you're not store. from you're Norfolk like, oh. County. There's uh, there's still uh, some just, spots we don't slow? get internet. We need the magazine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and VHS. The internet's too slow. <laughs> we well, need they, still shots. Well, to get around get around the internet, like the, like internet porn, they have like for, like 40 hours of deep like on a DVD. On one DVD, there's 40 hours of porn you can watch. So that's how they get around it. That's how they make their they they should make their money because there is four like to make 40 hours of porn is already a fucking amazing feat. Anyways. But I'm down How long there. would it take you to jerk off to 40 hours of porn? Probably like a month. No. Yeah, you think you can get through a month of it? Depends on that would last me off. for three years, man. Three times a night. Yeah. Yeah, but how much of a of a 40 hour movie would you need? It's all these clips, though. You probably do the same thing. Yeah, but I don't. After yeah. a while, it becomes it's like way a, too long. Yeah, you do. It's like, it's like sharpening a pencil. It's too. It is too much. <laughs> there's, too, there's too many options. There's too many options out there. Yeah. But anyways, I'm looking around the porn section and a DVD catches my eye. It's a porn called Lost on the Lost in the Hood. That's what it's called, Lost in the Hood. And on the cover of it is a really scared black guy. Like he's like, "Ah!" with a big black <laughs> dick pressed against his face. Really it's a man with yeah. a ma- he's scared in the Yeah, he's scared and there's a big black dick pressed against his face, and I think it's fair to be scared in that situation. And the way, like the way I did the joke was like it's like now every time I like, like, I make a wrong turn. I'm in the grocery store, fucking in the wrong aisle. I think about that, and I know that's not killing right now, but it was no. killing. It, it was killing before. You think about like a black eye person is dick in your face. Or? Yeah, like just because you get lost, like you're like you get lost. Yeah. And I think you're, that's gonna. You just yeah, think when you get lost and like, you think so, smacks you in the face. I yeah. It was it was yeah. it was like. It was to be out, like, to push it to, like, a limit. It's like, obviously, that's never going to fucking happen. A limit that's not funny. You push it right, <laughs> right to the That limit. special limit for me. No, and I did that, and it, and it worked. But it seriously. Worked a few time, it worked a few times, so it gave me enough this confidence to keep doing it. You keep, and in the audience, I tell that joke. After I already told the joke about date rape, so it's not really the, the best situation there. And this girl, yeah. the girl, Again, this you girl. You set up the situation. No, I did. I did. I'm not. You're like, date rape, black dicks. And, and Why I, don't you love me? <laughs> no, and, and I was in a PC environment. I, I know it was it was stupid, but I I I wanted to do new, do new stuff, and I fucking I was I I you kind of want to hammer them a bit more. I don't know why. Like I I got like in my head, I need to fucking do this, and uh, and that happened. And then this girl in the audience says, "That's not funny," and it's like, and then that's never funny, and I'm like. That's never been funny, even though I had, like, I swear, I swear to God, it got laughs. On the date <laughs> rape stuff, you got laughs? No, on the on the big black dick jokes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you yeah. can't do date rapes in Guelph. No, you can't. You can't. There's, like, well, if you could do it at the Jimmy Jazz, maybe. Maybe, that's yeah. It. After you follow up, after you do a date rape joke, you, uh, you uh, and they don't like it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're, yeah you, it doesn't matter how good your black dick joke is, it's probably going to not do No, I know. I, it should be like a yeah. closer, you know, like, just do that and good night. Uh, head out. Yeah. <laughs> Save well, you. Like, 
you you know when you you do like the same set in a place enough times, you just want to like you want to make maybe make a change, see what see what works, right? Oh, you she you, went, got, you found that out in a hurry. No, yeah, she went nuts. Yeah, she got she got fucking pissed, and I'm like, well, I'm like, well, what's like, I wanted to talk to her about it. Like, I'm like, hey, well, like, on well, what stage, do, on stage, well, like, what else? Like, what yeah, else am I gonna address? I have to address well, it. Was amazing. it. So I'm sorry. I'm like, hey, so like, like, I'm like, I I wanted to get off stage now, but uh, I don't want to let you win. And then she said, I will always win. Yeah, and then, and then they played the music, and then that was no, they played the music over top of me. And the show was over. Oh, I remember. That was it. She you got your red light to uh, stop. I don't remember applause. Yeah, I just I remember. remember. I, I was like, whoa. Yeah, I don't remember. Like thunderous applause when people were like. Yeah. That was a good burn, man. I, I, I felt it. It was probably the, one of the worst things in stand-up I've ever, that's ever happened to me. Was her getting that line off on you? Yeah, it haunts me. It haunts yeah. me It haunts me to this day. Yeah, yeah. It's worse that the, the set ended. Yeah, it's, right I now. didn't get a chance to defend myself. I felt like I didn't get a chance to defend myself. Yeah, that sucks yeah. big time, man. Yeah. Did you talk to the girl after? She came up to me and she's like, "I'm sorry, I offended you." I'm like, "You didn't offend me. You just heckled me. You heckled me, and I didn't get it. Like, I felt like I didn't get a chance." You know? I, I'm on her side though. You're on her side because <laughs> it was it was good. Like, what? I don't know. It was funny. Well, you're on the heckler what, side. What the, the heckle was funny? Yeah, it was really. Yeah. Funny. But like, where where I was like, I'm obviously trying to be funny. I'm not trying to I fucking be a yeah. Funny, but she was funnier than you. <laughs> I, to be honest, I was also like really like infuriated with him because if I was in his position like I just let me say this one thing before you end it but she already like said yeah. her line like you're yeah. you're you're, you're saying like, you're saying that it was a shitty joke and you're saying I can empathize with you as no, a comedian no, 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 whatever the joke I'm not gonna judge a joke she was funnier than you and they ended it yeah on all fairness she didn't say anything funny but what she did <laughs> no, let's be honest but but she had like a like a passive passive aggressive comeback and it's like, well, let me at least put one sentence in. Yeah. So like, at, at least, least I have you know, a chance. Like yeah. uh, even grounds, but like she yeah, said yeah, her yeah. thing. Yeah. And, and that then was they it. Ended, it was like, okay, well that's not fair. And that was just like, it's like a fire in my chest. No, it's I can't I, put it, out because yeah. I, I, like even if she comes talk to you one on one, and then you like, let's say you humiliate. Well, I just her, didn't want to talk. It's not to her, in front man. of crowd, so it's yeah. not the same as like. I just did. I just didn't want to talk to her. Like she tried to talk to me. Like you could just, can you just walk away? Like I don't want to talk to you. Everybody went home that night. And was like, yeah, you like yeah, that, that fucking yeah. girl killed That's it. What sucks the most. <laughs> that girl is the fucking killed killer. It, yeah. And you didn't. And you're like, fuck. Yeah. But she did. She was funny, man. Like, it but it does. And it, but it doesn't matter too, because well, yeah, no one's matter, walking away thinking that like, like I'm the only one thinking about that forever. Yeah. That's your should. Yeah, you should think about it forever. Yeah, yeah. no, but I'm just <laughs> no, right? but, like, but seriously, that is our job to think about it forever. Think about it forever, so you get yeah. better, right? So it's like, yeah. don't let her, whoever it is next time. No, ever I, do I, I do again. think I'm a little more careful now that like what I like things that I say, but and I, I'm trying to, I'm not, I'm ever not ever trying to hurt anybody mm. on stage. Obviously, I'm trying to make a joke, and I think you got to give me a little bit of room to make to be not funny yeah to be but now funny. you gotta be faster than her she yeah. was faster yeah she That's was all it was she was faster and yeah. you lost I, everyone loses yeah me. it was see i think i'm the best underdog story out there like, no nah, <laughs> it was funny to watch a lot no, it, it was, was terrible fucking hilarious. yeah yeah one time i was at the thanks uh, for letting me relive that pain <laughs> thank, you. thank you joe what? i needed that one time i was at the uh <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> dylan's dylan's coming with me like we're both dead tonight it's because of you joe <laughs> <laughs> I like the I like yeah. uh, when Dylan bombs because he bombs so like uh, like uh, like with grace with yeah like it, he goes down with it hard like he doesn't like and sometimes you make it harder for yourself. Do you ever find that Dylan? 
where like you like you see yourself like uh, you're just not into it that day or whatever. You just hate your jokes or something. You ever get that where you hate your jokes and you're telling them and the same jokes and then you because you're not into them, like the crowd's not giving you the reaction because you're giving up on it. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Is this just criticism? Do you find that criticism of you? Or I like it when you Dylan, do it because Dylan, it seems like you don't care. Remember in Toronto how you were like that 120 show we did? Do you remember that show? Like you're going after the host and then you won the fucking whole crowd after. Do you remember that show in Toronto? We were there for like that was great to watch because he started and they didn't like him, but then he started roasting the host. It was like some transgendered lady. That was great to watch. <laughs> you were there, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was like yeah. that was like a hard one, but like he finally like he kept going and going and going. It was like that was good. Yeah. Like, not that he meant to, but I'm like, it was great to watch him, like, well, fucking roast her. Well, Dylan's so funny, and that's the thing that I always, uh, that, that I'm, tr- like, trying to say is, though it might be coming across as criticism, you're super funny, and when you, your jokes are great, and when uh, you when you tell them sometimes, it seems like you're the one that dislikes your jokes more than the audience. Do you know what I mean? Is that fair, or is that a harsh criticism on my part? I usually... The stuff I like most is the stuff I wrote recently. Right, right, right. So, when I put it all together, and you still, you know, you gotta go to some works, of these. And oh. so, but sometimes I'm sitting on old material. Maybe I haven't added anything new in a bit. Yeah, I get, I get a little bored with it. Yeah, and that's that's a tough thing to overcome. I find, like I, for me, I have a hard time telling a joke I wrote a year ago, you know. But then other people, I went to see Dave Attell in Buffalo at Helium. And he was telling stuff from Skanks from the Memories. It was like uh, from, like, I don't know how long, old that CD is, like 20 years. Yeah, early 2000s, right? And he was telling some jokes from that. And, no, they're great jokes. I mean, Jesus, they're the best jokes ever, you know? And, but uh, but uh, still, I was like, I was like, how can a guy still tell, even if it's a great joke, you know? Like, wouldn't, it, wouldn't he be getting tired of those jokes well, by now? This is something that I think uh, uh, Brian O'Gorman told uh mike mitchell and mike mitchell's like a, a comic in hamilton and he told it to me he said that if you think when you go on stage that people have heard your jokes before you're an idiot <laughs> like yeah like, don't think you're this big shot that everybody remembers your jokes yeah so when you go on stage just act as if everybody in the room like have never heard your jokes before yeah and you gotta like you have to have faith in it. In you gotta the, own it. You have yeah. to have. You have to own it because like the crowd is so weird like that. Like, they can sense weakness. Yeah, but even is, like Beaver came to my show tonight, mm-hmm. or our show tonight, should say. No, no, you're a headliner. And, and then uh, you're the headliner. You're the headliner. And uh, but Beaver came and he's seen me a bunch of times before. Yeah. yeah. Right. And uh, but I told a lot. You must have heard jokes I I've told heard before. A lot of your jokes, but yeah. like, uh, like even that, like that one big bit you did. Yeah. You told me later on that you've done it before, and you you said you did it like I I've never heard it before, and I was like, holy fuck, that's got to be brand new. And you're like, oh no, man, I did that before. That, yeah, we wrote it a couple of years ago. That's yeah. the thing. That's the thing. Like you gotta you gotta go on there, and I know we're all amateurs. It's not really our livelihood right now, but you gotta treat it like as if you're a professional. Like you won't become a professional unless you act like act like a one, professional. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I've actually so, I've actually gotten over some of that. In recent shows, I find I just do my shit now. Yeah, that's the thing. I, but I, I usually have new shit. Yeah, on yeah. the go anyway. At least something new. 
that you can get excited about that one thing you're going to add or whatever, like that sort of thing. Yeah, I think it's just a graduation thing. I think it's something we all go through when we're trying to get used to the fact that uh, we have to get an act that is, you know, tested and that we want to, like, sell the act, you know? Like, the act is what's got to work. So, like, even though we wrote a joke and we're sick of it, the the joke is still tested and metal tested. Like, we know it's going to work. You know, like, and why would you throw it out of your act when you did all that work into it? Yeah, yeah. Well, I've seen the, uh, Moses' uh, fucking say, grocery store bit. Yeah. The guy's been doing that joke for five years. Mm. It's like a fucking samurai it took a, sword. He's, he, he's, what he does with a bit is he, every time he'll change something about it, but it will still be generally the same. But he, like, I, I, I figured as like you're sculpting, you're sculpting something with it. And you're like, oh, that doesn't work. I'm, 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 I'm cutting off all the fat, right? And it, like most of the time, that's the problem with jokes is you're saying too many words, right? Yeah, yeah. You're saying too many words, and you're not getting to what you need to get to when you need to. That bit that Beaver was talking about was a 15 minute bit when we first wrote it, and it was 11 minutes today, and I was really happy I cut four minutes out of it so that I could. And if you like dig deep, like you read it. Oh, and I'm 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 only touching the tip of the iceberg on that bit because. That's the thing. Like what I learned like recently is I put myself in the. I put myself in the place of the audience. Yep. And I do my joke. I'm like, okay, how wordy is this? Because like, if the audience can't follow you, yeah, they get lost. And like, you know, they they're too busy mentally trying to figure out what you're trying to say. Yeah. And then the joke just flies by them. And like, like okay. Because I find it's ultimately all about entertainment, right? Yeah. So as long as you're keeping that crowd entertaining, entertained, like 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 you said about trimming the fat, like you need a little bit of fat to kind of get people knowing the story <clears throat> but if if there's too much you've now you've you've waited too long for them to laugh i find yeah the setup the shorter the setup the funnier the joke yeah. if you can if you can shorten the setup you're going to be able to get the guys laughing harder but you have to be succinct with your words you know like to make it the they're getting there quick but that's the hard part is that they call it word efficiency and that's what i was going to tell you it's like right now i feel like at our stage, which is rightfully so, we're very careless about the words that we use in our jokes. Like, if you look at the professionals, every word that's in a joke is placed very well and thought thought out. Yeah. Like, no, no word is there just, like, fillers. Every, every word serves a purpose. Yes, that's right. So, like, with us, it's like, so, yeah, and this, and okay, and, like, it's, like, all fillers. It's, like, well, the crowd is exhausted. Just trying to I think people you. You use you know a lot. Like I know I've I've done yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, but, you know but, is the big filler thing. But I like it because you can go, you can repeat your premise three times. Yeah. If you go, you know, and you repeat it a different way, and then you you're you're enforcing if your setup's complex where you're trying to get like a kind of a more heady concept through, like a premise that's not as easy for the audience to figure out because you're thinking like a weirdo comic, and uh, so then if you have to explain that to the audience, the be- the best thing is to. F- explain it to him two or three times chris rock does that yeah chris rock does it perfectly yeah premise three times he says it over and over again yeah just hammers it right in there yeah women cannot move down in class do do you guys uh have any material that isn't very strong but you do it to try to hit your your time like oh shit yeah especially when you're james this whole act is (laughs) just (laughs) <laughs> why is this all about me? Why is this podcast? What is, what is turned on? Why are you turned on me, Joe? I thought this Check was supposed to be. Check us out at Wednesdays at Starving Artists. I thought this was supposed to be a fake beef, but now it's turning into real beef. Yeah. 
There's reality in this. You guys got a long ride home. I'm fighting. Yeah. I'm fighting Joe out the <laughs> end of this. Separate cars. Well, we and Joe are... are fighting outside. That's what's going on. <laughs> oh my god! Just reliving memories. That's yeah, you're killing me. How is it killing? Just go through it, you, man. You didn't see. Hey, the, you know what you guys got to do? Eyes? Both you guys right now. Listen to me. I'm the host of this program. What we're over. Mean? We're over time right now. <laughs> oh, okay. And uh, I got to tell you right now, you two guys. By the end of this show. We'll do it off air so people don't have to see it. But maybe you want to do it while the credit, while the theme song's running. I want you two guys both to make up. I want you to go to stand nose to nose, rub beards. All just want to rub beards for ten seconds. There's nothing gay about it. Just do it to. I don't want to touch his throw up beard. It's like Vikings. No, the the fucking the the gap is gonna widen. The gap is widening right now. No, I'm just I just I I feel like we gotten closer, but it's weird. It's all perspective, right? Yeah. You just you felt my pain a little bit, didn't you? I like the pain. Yeah. Pain, yeah, is, the pain, pain is comedy. The pain's what brings us all together. I mean, you could go like the only reason I the only reason I like your that I the only that, reason I like you the only reason I brought that thing up that I I feel like a bad about that might have offended you is because we all go through it. It's all like it's just a certain thing that we all go through. Or, or stay, I see it when when I see you do it. I'm like because I see myself do it. You know, that's the thing. The universalness of what we're all going through, being so weird and so specific, is what makes it. What's what makes us friends, I guess, that even though that we should all not know well, each other. It's a comrade. Like, we, we've all been there. It's like we're, we're there. We're brothers in a way. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. Like, you meet these people that you – most of the time we're, like, preoccupied with what we're going to say, so we're not really having an authentic conversation with one another at the clubs. We're, uh, but then – but we all kind of have a, a pretty close bond because we've gone through this weird thing that we've all gone through together. It's like you have this shared – pain or shared experience that makes it all like okay i get it i get it you know yeah, like me and james one of my funnest nights ever was with james and guelph remember which one the one we all got hammered and we oh yeah when i that got was when like i, I again, got really like, drunk and woke up in a bank yeah that was a great night and in that was bank? just us yeah, barely knowing each other why am i hanging with james he's like a young guy i'm an old man like i should be at home like but we're all hanging out together which is really cool well, we had a good well, we had good that sets good. at the like uh, making box yeah. guelph show which yeah. is weird and then you I, disappeared yeah, because I was hammered and I thought I needed money. So I think it, this must what I, I thought I needed money, and then I just remember waking up in a bank at like four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> just, he was yeah. like, we thought he was dead. like at a bank machine. Yeah, yeah, right in front of the bank machines. And like, <laughs> I'm like, how am I not arrested? Like, how am I not in a jail cell right now? That yeah, that was a nice little place to take a nap. It's, bank war- machine, it's warm. It's warm in there. Yeah, if I was homeless, I would just go to a bank machine all the time. I've oh, fallen asleep cool. in so many. Like stupid places, drunk, like in between doors, on like stage a- ever during a joke. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, let's leave it on that one. James will have to James will have to learn that one on the way home. Everybody, if you'd like to, that's our show for this week. I'd like to thank all our comics for coming in from New Limburg tonight. I'd like thank to thank uh, Rick from Woodstock, uh, the super Woo. fan in here today, for playing drums and being a great fan of the show. I'd like to thank uh, the Nocturnal Emissions for being off camera for most of the time, but now being looking great, right, for the theme song at the end. And I'd like to thank everyone for listening. If you'd like to give us feedback on uh, uh, Live from the Dutch LGML.com, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, fucking LinkedIn, whatever you want to do, you can give us those feedbacks. And uh, until next week, we will see you NT. See you next Thursday.
right, everybody. Holy. Ah! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh... Hey, We're gonna uh, have to record the uh, opening song all over. Oh, again. good. I'm glad because I fucked it right up. All right. Really? It didn't record any of it? No, it recorded the beginning of it and then stopped halfway through. But luckily, you guys played that to the end, right? Yeah. Right? You played it like right to the end of the song, so we'll just play yeah. the song to the end and then I'll just cut it from that in. point. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because we went right into the theme song. <laughs> 